say good morning. We're sure love you, mate. We're just um, we've got we've got the uh, the handout which was supposed to be given out yesterday. Just run through very very briefly just to check we've covered. There, there's, there's a few details we, that we didn't cover. Just running through very very briefly. First question was may one stand on the bim at the So we saw yesterday one can't stand on something which is raised three spots from the ground. It's about 25 to 30 centimeters from the ground. One can't stand because it's a sign of guider. Unless either the thing is <coughs> has its own mechitzas, is surrounded by uh, by um, by mechitzas. Close can speak about whether it needs to be surrounded on, on all sides, two sides, three sides. But um, or if it's four arms squared, about two meters squared, then it becomes its own domain and domain, and there's not a problem. The one exception is for uh, Shamash or anyone like that whose fixed place is. In order to do his job, he's, he's, uh, his fixed place is on the bimmer. For him, it would not be a problem. Next question is, does this apply to standing on a chair? Or standing on a, on a bed, a stool? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, mainly the, uh, the, the Shmanesha, yeah. Um, when it comes to standing on things like chairs, beds, etc., there's an additional element there, and that is because, as we said yesterday, a person may be scared he's going to fall off. Therefore, there are those who say, even if the Shulchanan fastens, even if it's less than three spokin, one would not be able to stand on there to daven. There is a dissenting opinion, but um, the Arab is still sides with the strict opinion. Are there any exceptions to these rules? As we said yesterday, somebody who's elderly or ill, we're more makeable. As to what exactly the kudda is, does that mean even if they want to stand on a chair, they would be able to, that subject, possibly yes, possibly not. So somebody who has to make his voice audible, so therefore he's standing on a raised platform, that is another, that's another header, again, whether he can do that on a chair, because again, it's not just a question of guidance, this is a question of maybe he won't be able to concentrate, that's also a matter of dispute. As we mentioned yesterday, the Mokin Avram says, that the Minag was always, however, that the Chazam Rashi, as was pointed out, the Loshan and the, Sh- the Gemara is always Yoli, he would go down to the, uh, to the Omad, that the, um, that the, uh, the, the, the Shriyav Tzibur would down from a lower position, as the Potsik says, I will call out to you, Hashem, from the depths. Then we learnt about Standing with one's feet together, as we said, we follow the, as is implied from our Gemara, that we stand with our feet next to each other, like Malachim. Um, the Prima Golden adds that applies even if a person has to sit, davening, uh, sit uh, while he's davening. For example, if he's having to daven in a wagon, in a car, then he would, he would sit with his feet together. Additionally, I don't think I made this point clear yesterday, I think I confused it with something else, is talking about on th- in this situation, the Mishnah Pura uh, warns, that I think it brings from our terrace, the kingdom, a person should be careful not to take a lackadaisical approach to davening, not to sit with his, you know, leaning back, leaning to the side, with his feet outstretched, or crossed over one another. You're davening to Hashem, you should sit in the appropriate position, so you have to sit while davening, but at least sit with a, a sort of, some sort of subordination to our Kodesh Baruch as we said as well, Shemas Adeshin says that also when it comes to Kedusha, we're supposed to be like the Malach, and therefore we stand with our feet together. If one did not stand with one's feet together, does that, does he have to repeat the Shemana Esra? The answer is no. 
Although the bach is machne, we don't talk in like that, one would not have to repeat the Shemona Esrei. One point we didn't mention yesterday is, how does one approach the Shemona Esrei? It's brought in the same halakhus, therefore we'll just mention it. The Maril used to arrive in anticipation, uh, in anticipation of the Shemona Esrei, when the Chazan would reach, Tehillot Mikhail Adyon, or Ezra Sabatini would already arrive, uh, when it came to Mincha time, the minute the Chazan the Shliach Sibam started Esrei, straight away he would go down, he was sorry, he would stand up. Marav as well, when the Shleach Tzibur would begin Kaddish. In other words, he would stand up in anticipation of Shemona Esri. Says the, says the, um, the, oh, the, 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 I think the, the Mishnaburah says that's also the time that a person should do whatever he has to do before Shemona Esri, blow his nose, remove any unwanted phlegm from his mouth. Dainu, a person should prepare in good time before he actually starts the Shemona Esri. When it comes to actually the time for Shemona Esri, as we know, we take three, three steps forward as if drawing near to the king to, um, to make our request. This idea that we have that we take three steps back and then three steps forward, strictly speaking, one does not have to do that. Um, however, the minach is to take the three steps back. One place where that may make a slight enough come in is if there's something, if you start a little late and there's somebody already standing directly behind you who has already um, started uh, Shemona Esrei, so you definitely, or let's say, taking three steps back is going to go into Zavadamo, it's probably best you don't take three steps back, according to this, because, strictly speaking, it's not absolutely necessary. But again, as I said, that will be discussed when we get, it may, may be discussed at a later day when it comes to the idea of taking three steps back and forth. Next, halacha was with regards to eating and drinking, drinking before Zavadamo. So, first point is, when, from when does the Itza kick in? So, based on Kabbalah, Dainu Zayah, the Arizal, Rebchaim Vital, one should not eat or, eat or drink at all. Even if you get up at midnight, one does not eat or drink before davening at all. And if a person can keep to that, fine, one should. The Priva Godim, however, says that doesn't apply if you've been up. If you haven't gone to bed, you can eat and drink. And he says he doesn't see any problem with drinking, it's the eating. But he says you should, if you can keep to that, very good. But the strict halacha is definitely not like that. Um, the strict halacha is until daybreak, there's no problem with certain limitations, we'll see in a second. And that applies even on Shabbos. Because on Shabbos, until you actually govern at least Shacharit, there is no Chiyob of Kiddush, and therefore you can, strictly speaking, you can eat before Shacharit. Strictly speaking. You can. But not after Alei Shacharit. If you get up in the morning, normally, maybe not in the winter, but normally it's going to be after Alice Ashaf, definitely in the summer, you would not be able to accept. We're going to see what we can, but... So it goes like this. What are the restrictions? The Mogin Abom, he's Mastupuk. I think I said yesterday, he says definitely he's not. He's Mastupuk. He's not sure, but it could be that if you're up in the middle of the night and you want to have a massive Surda, which may not finish by the time it comes to daybreak, you're not, not, you're not even allowed to start. Otherwise, you could start. Once it comes within half an hour of daybreak, once it comes within half an hour of Alei Tashachar, one limited what they can eat. You can't eat whatever constitutes a meal, i.e. the size of an egg, a kabea, whether it's food, whether it's drink, you would not be able to eat that, but a snack, one could. After Alei Tashachar, if you haven't started until after Alei Tashachar, you can't eat even the smallest amount. The expression of the Ramam is a t'ima, just a, a, just a taste, even that is forbidden. And this means even before you've done, until you've done Shemona Esther. 
not to start, says the Ramah, someone to say, once you said some brachas, it's not enough. Until you've done Shemel Esra, you've got this Esra. Now, for one who began before Alisa Shachar, he began before daybreak, does he have to stop? So it's like this. If he's already benched, and he just wants, he's just in the middle of drinking, then yes, he does have to stop. If he's drinking something which is forbidden to drink. If he has not yet said Be'i then there are two opinions. One is more natal, one is more lenient, and says, the way the, the Mogin Abraham understands it, the Prima Godin doesn't go so lenient, but, and that is, that even if you start when you shouldn't have started, but you did start, you don't have to stop. You don't have to stop, at least for, for the Drabonon. For the Eraisers, you have to stop, i.e. for to put on, to fill in, and to say Kriyashima, you would have to stop. But other than that, you could continue on. However, the halakha doesn't make much of a difference because the Akharonim say we don't pass in like that, we pass in like the other opinion, which says that even if you started the Heta, you started as you, you were allowed to start, even so, you have to stop when it comes to Alei Tashaka. One unclear situation is what happens if you start within half an hour of Alei Tashaka when you weren't supposed to? In other words, you start a nice big meal, more than the size of an egg, within half an hour. So you've got to stop. Do you have to stop straight away when you realise or do you have to stop when it comes to daybreak? One thing, we had a very similar shayla earlier on Daftalad. The B.R. Lachal says he's not sure. Is there anything that a person can eat or drink before Daphne? So, we remember yesterday that one of the two psukim that was learned from the prohibition to eat or drink before Daphne was learned from a pasuk. The Oiti Hishlach to Acharei you have cast me behind your back. The Chazal says, Articulate Gavecha, don't read it, Gavecha, your back, rather, Geecha. The reason being, because Chazal said, it's not logical to say that a person can't eat or drink at all. Gavecha means meaning that for your body. You can't put anything inside your body. It's only something which is Zeref Gaiva. Zeref is proud. So therefore, that rules out any food, because any food is seen Zeref Gaiva. When it comes to drinks, there are certain drinks which are allowed. For example, unsweetened water is definitely allowed. Even after Alit Hashaka, no problem. Um, plain tea or coffee, says the Mishnah also no problem. Once it's already got sugar or milk added to it, so the Mishnah brings the Rathbaz, says, There's no bigger gaiva than that. He says, if you put a bit of sugar in your mouth as you drink it, he says, that seems to be acceptable. The most of the person say nowadays it's not that guy that's all that standard. Most people do not drink uh, black coffee, black, you know, without, without uh, even sugar. It's perfectly fine. Um, drinking beer, as we said yesterday, out there is most definitely forbidden. Uh, fruit juices is subject to the post can speak about. Fruit juices, maybe yes. Um, just one point Mr. Burrow does mention is if you're drinking your tea or coffee, don't drink it together with, with a whole group of friends because of various issues, one of them being that uh, you're supposed to be concentrating on preparing your mind to davening, not um, having a nice get-together with, with, uh, with friends. You may even miss Kriyashaman Siddharth. He says that's not, uh, one shouldn't do that. What about somebody who is ill or weak? So there, as we said, the whole issue is based on the fact that it's their schizal. So therefore, if you're doing it for a fool, if you're doing it for, for uh, medicinal purposes, it's no problem. Even, says Morgan Avram, even if Lamaish is quality food, it doesn't matter. It goes after you. What is the purpose? Why are you doing it? You're doing it for a fuah, it's not a problem. This means even, sorry? 
This means even somebody who, sorry, uh, this means even somebody who's not actually a choyle gob, or even somebody who's some feeling weak. He's allowed to eat or drink something, even Reb Chaim Vital. As we said, you know, the based on Kabbalah, it's very strange that Reb Chaim Vital, he himself used to eat it. They're made about him, and the Siddur Arizal, I think it is, that um, he would eat or drink a little bit just to strengthen his heart. The Chayyadim says, likewise, somebody who wants to learn before davening, no problem whatsoever, because it's fit or otherwise he can eat or drink if he needs to. However, the Bi'alopha does mention that if you, if you remember yesterday, there were two sources for the, for the Issa to eat and drink. One was the one we quoted, and it says, and it says that uh, you shouldn't do it, that after you've done Derech Gaiva, he's Mekabal Omar Shamai. Implying that the, that, according to that, that uh, saying of Chazal, the problem is for Kriya Shema, to eat before Kriya Shema. Then we have a passage which says, Lo'yseichlu, um, we, we, had, uh, we had another one, Lo'yseichlu uh, al-Adom, that was Lo'yseichlu That was, the issue there was to do with the governing Shema Eshe. So it says to be Aloha and the Mishabura, at least if you can, if you need to, even if it's for, for Lo'yseichlu al-Adom, you can eat before davening, but at least try and read Kriya Shema, at least the first paragraph, so at least the, the, the Kabbalah Talmud the Shamayim aspect you've done before you eat. Even though it's not, strictly speaking, it's not a problem, but he says it's, it's advisable to read Kriya Shamayim. At least just the first paragraph, that's the way it's brought in the Mishnah Bura, that would be the best thing to do. What if a person could wait until after Dhamma? You know, it's for a poor, but he could wait until after Dhamma. The Prima Godim, the Prima says you don't have to. If it's the Torah Kriya not an issue. However, the Chaya Odom writes, for somebody who's feeling weak at least, for somebody who's feeling weak, and as we said yesterday, he's got a choice between either um, waiting for the, to daven with a minion, and therefore he'll have to eat before davening, which is mutha, but he could, he's got another option, he could eat, uh, he could daven early via chidas, and then eat, and then go to shul, to, to um, hear Kaddish, Kedusha, etc, etc, that's the better of the two options, to eat, uh, to daven via chidas, rather than eating first. If one is hungry, or thirsty, but if a person is hungry, may he eat. So, the Rebush says, only if you're very hungry. You've got to be very hungry, then, as we said, the Ramam says, one should eat, so that he can concentrate on davening. As we said yesterday, the Shulchan Aruch downgrade that to Heta, it's permissible, it's not that you have to eat, because, um, nowadays, we don't, uh, the Ramam's whole halacha is based on the fact that if you can't concentrate, you shouldn't be davening. We don't do that, and therefore, he says it's mutter. However, the Elio Rabba says, one should eat, if, you, if you're not going to be able to concentrate, you should eat and drink before davening. Obviously, a person... If you're not going to be able to concentrate, yeah. We're talking about if you're feeling hungry, to the extent you won't be able to concentrate on davening. So, a yeah, person's got to be honest with themselves, why they're doing it, but if that's the case, the Lubush says if he's very hungry, so, oh, but you've got to be honest with yourself. <coughs> It could be, it was based on this, because uh, it could be the, the, the basis for the Hasidim who used to have cake and coffee before davening, it could be based on this, because it gives them the strength to be able to daven. It could be it was just, it was, that was the way that they said, like this Ramam, and in which case a person should. The Ramam's option is one should. could be that, that was where it comes from. So finally, the last thing we discussed yesterday was the absolute latest time for Shema, 
until when can one read Shema? We said yesterday already, strictly speaking, you've only got until the course of the day, three hours, three se- uh, periodical, three seasonal hours. If one fails to do so, then although one's not obligated to read Shema, and you will not receive any more rewards than uh, somebody who reads any Pesukim of the Torah, the Rebush says one should be Makabar on Shamayim when he subsequently remembers. Um, the third parasha, I'm not sure if you mentioned this yesterday, the third parasha, i.e. the one of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, that one, Mi'ikadin, one has got the whole day. So Shagitari, there, there's no problem whatsoever, you've got the whole day. There is an opinion which says that there is Shayat Tashlumin for Kriya Shema, meaning that if the, uh, the, the Shogi, the person forgot to say Kriya Shema, even after the day's passed, you can say it after you can say it after the Kriya Shema of the evening. You can say the Kriya Shema of the morning as well. However, the Bundagon, the Chidor, say that we don't pass them that. We go like the other opinion that Tashlumin only applies to Fidor, which Brother Hashem will discuss in the fourth pair. What about the brothers of Kriya Shema? The brothers of Kriya Shema, as we said yesterday, based on the Yisrael of the Rashi, that the brothers are not Berachos Hamitzvah. They more they go like Fidor. So therefore, the brothers of Kriya Shema you can say at least until the fourth hour into the daylight. Shemana Esrei, the Bialokha says possibly one could rely on the Mishnah Yaakov, who says you got until Chatzot, at least if he's got Aina, so it wasn't his fault, then it could be he's got until Chatzot. However, beyond Chatzot, although the Rambam, the Prechodos, follows this line that you've got the whole day, we don't, we don't uh, go like that, because one who says it, the Brochus is beyond the time, it's, it's Brochus of Atala, says the Torah, and the Rosh, his father already says, it's Brochus of Atala. Just one point I will add, and that is perhaps a beer in the Rambam. If you take a look at the Rambam, the Rambam is, I've just printed it uh, in this last section on page uh, 4. The Rambam says, Somebody who reads Kriyashma after three hours into the day, even if he was He's not read Kriyashma, he's not being to the Chiyot in its right time. Sounds very much like the four we quoted yesterday. Meaning that there's still shy of the mitzvah, the, the, the whole mitzvah creation is shy after three hours. Just you haven't done it in the time prescribed by the Torah. You, we, we take that on, like the Ritzvah, I think we can understand the next bit. Ela hariyuk You can make the brachas the whole day, afida icha vikara achashon eshoi. How can you make the brachas the whole day? The terrace is very good based on, on this Ritzvah. Because, not like the answer that it's filler. And if you've only got four hours, you've only got to cut days. No, the Raman learns the brachas Chazal because they are the brachas with Kriyashima. Just they're not Birkas Amit, so doesn't say Bektivonu, and therefore even you've ne- even though you've got no- you've no longer got an obligation to say Kriyashima after the three hours, since the mitzvah of Kriyashima still exists, Shalobai Nasei, as the Ritzvah says, Afidu Shalobizmana. It's not in the time of Ufkum Echah, but the mitzvah of Kriyashima of Kabbalah from Ashraim still exists the rest of the day, therefore you can still say the Brachas of Kriyashim, and that would be a very simple way of explaining the Shit of the Rambam. As we said, we don't pass on the Rambam, don't get any ideas. Fourth hour really is the, don't really rely on Chat. So if it's only for Ones, maybe there is what to rely upon. Let's take a, well, let's move on to the next Dugin now. We're up to Yud on the base, right towards the bottom, the Mishnah there. Beishamai Omer. The Shammai say, we're going to talk about now the position in, one, in which one can read Kriya Shema. Lying down, standing up, walking, leaning. The Shammai say, 
top bottom of Yud Omen base. For Erev Kol Odom Yatev Yikra in the evening, when you're reading Kriya Shema in the evening, and not about in bed now, we're talking about what we do in Ma'ariv, Kol Odom Yatev Yikra. Every person should lean and read like that. In a, like a, a bit like a, a lying position, not Marosh lying down. We'll discuss that later on. There's a Hashem, there's an effort to read it lying down. Depending on, well, on one's back, on front, one's not allowed to read it. So one should lead and, lean and reading, uh, lead and lean and read it. Uvar Boiken in the morning, when reading it, for Shacharis, Yamalit, you should stand up. Shanem, as it says, Uvar Shach, Bechor, Uvkum When you lie down and when you get up. So Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel, uh, sorry, Beis Shammai learn that Uvar Shach, Bechor, Uvkum refers to the position in which you read Kriyashima. Uvar Shach, Bechor, Uvkum Echol. anyway, as Beis Hillel say, you can read it whichever way you want. Shanema says, when you're walking along the road, which gives me the impression you can read it as you want. As you're walking, you're sitting, you're standing, no problem. If so, according to Beitila, what do they do with Ubishak Bakhovkumaka? They say that means Bashash Vinaldam Shaykhlim Ubishash Vinaldam Omidim. That refers to the time of the mitzvah. You should read Kriyashima at the time, as we've discussed in the first two Mishnahis, at the time that people are lying down, or the time that people get up. As we said, when it comes to Kriyashima of the night, you've got the whole night, that's the time people are lying down. When it comes to the Kriyashima of the morning, you've got until the last person gets up, the Loshan Kima, as opposed to Amida. I will just add, by the way, the answer which I gave as to why why Kima, you don't have the whole day. So I said, because Kima refers to the transition from a lying position to a standing position, I did actually subsequently see both the Taz, the Mongol Abram, both say that as a Dova Poshut, as an answer to the question. Right, they reject the case of Mishnah, uh, they say that's definitely the answer. It's to do with Kima, does not mean standing up. Otherwise it would have said, or something of that, uh, of that nature. Omer Rabbi Tarpon, said Rabbi Tarpon, I was coming along the road, and I leaned in order to read like the words of Beishamai, and I put myself into Sarkono because of bandit. Right, lying down, anyone could have attacked me. So Omer they said to they said to him, I don't know why you're so proud. You were, you were fitting to be, basically you were If you would have died, if you would have got killed by the bandits, you would have been, it would have been counted as suicide. You were over al Rebbe Tzedad, you were Chayv Misa for that. There was no justification for that. Now what type of was his justification? Put himself in Sakonah. Even if you say Taka Rabbi Tarpon was from the school of Beishama, but to put himself in Sakonah? How could he do that? I've seen that there are those who want to say, this is the Mishnah Shlomo, I can't remember who it was. Melech um, Shlomo um, wants to say that Sikhansi's Asmi doesn't mean his life would have been in danger. It would have mean his, his, his money would have got, uh, it would have got, um, would have got stolen. I, in my humble opinion, it's impossible to say that. You see from the Gemara, it means Chayad Misa. Number two, we saw on Zaf Gimel as well, Tosu says that Sikhansi's Asmi, that definitely is a lotion of his life is in danger. But I think the answer is based on what we saw in Daf Gimel as well. And if you remember Rabbi Yaisi, he went into a Khurva, he went into the dilapidated area to Daf. And the Ein Yaakov says, how could he do that? 
How could he put himself in Sakana? And the answer is because he relies on the Zakus of his fiddah to protect him. Eliyahu's only time was you could have done on the road. And therefore, since you could have done on the road, you shouldn't have put yourself into such a Sakana. So therefore, that's what they're saying here, the same thing over here. They're saying, look, you obviously did it. He, he did it because he relied on the Zakus HaMetzah. He's been the Kabbalah of Shemayim, the Chumrah, like the Shammai. They said to him, you have no justification to do that. We'll see in the Gemara whether the person is allowed to do like the Shammai, but most definitely when you're putting yourself in Sakona, you can't rely on the Zakus HaMetzah, and therefore you would have been Chayim Nisa. I think that's just uh, the Posh Peshat in the... In the, um, the We'll go through this first bit. It really belongs more, this sugya belongs more in the second paragraph to do with the chasan, about uh, reading Kriyashmas. We'll discuss the halakha side of it when we get there. We'll just follow through the Gemara as it explains the Mahfaikas Peshama and Beitila. Bish Lama Beitila, says the Gemara. It's fine according to Beitila, Komafashi to Amayu, they explain their reasoning. At the time of the Bishamai, they also explained the reasoning of Bishamai. In other words, they've dealt with both the Sukkim. They've said, the Barakhtapala Derech tells me that you can read Kriya Shemai as you wish, in whatever position you wish, and Uveshach is there for, to tell me the timing for the mitzvah when people go to sleep and when people get up. Ella Bishamai, when it comes to Bishamai, my time of the Kabeisila, why did they not say like Bishila? Fine, they've got this particle of the Shafukh which tells me you've got to read it in a lying position or in a standing position. But what do they do with Uvelech Tukhaladarech? Surely Uvelech Tukhaladarech tells me you can read it in whatever position you wish. So Omri Loch, Beishamai, Beishamai would say to you, in Cain, if that was the case, if Beishelel are correct, that Uvelech Tukhaladarech refers to the timing of the mitzvah, in Cain, if so, name of Korah, let the Potik say, Baboikel Uvaerev. That you should read Kriya Shema in the morning and in the evening. My Beshevsecha Uvkomecha, even though you may have, I mean, just thinking now, you may have made a mistake then of thinking that means night and, we need it to say Dafka, it's not night and uh, day. It's the times when people go to bed. But in other words, it could have said it in a slightly different, uh, a slightly different, different uh, Loshan, rather than using this Loshan of Beshevsecha and Uvkumecha, uh, it could have said it in some way which indicates a time as opposed to a position. My Beshevsecha Uvkumecha, what's Peshat in the Pasuk when Beshevsecha Uvkumecha, when you lie down and when you get up? Beshevsecha Shechiva Shechiva Mamash, it's to tell you that when it comes to the time of lying down, it's when you've got to read it whilst lying down. For the Shah Kima, when you read it whilst standing up, at the time of standing up, Kima, Mamash, you have to read it actually standing up. That's the Shivtecha, Uvkumecha. It has to be read in the position of lying down and the position of standing up. So I'll ask the Gemara Fine, you've explained why you didn't accept the Tidal's interpretation of the Shivtecha, Uvkumecha. That you've explained. But at the end of the day, what do Beishamai do with the Pasuk of when you're going along the way? So answer the Gemara, they need that which we've learned in a brighter when you are sitting in your house, 
that comes to exclude somebody who is Isaac in a mitzvah. The shift of the Vesakha, you only have to read Kriya Shema when you're sitting around in your house. If you're ready, if you're busy with the mitzvah, or is it the mitzvah, bottom in our mitzvah, this is the source for it. If you're busy with the mitzvah, you don't have to worry about another mitzvah, i.e. Kriya Shema in this case. What about Uvelech to Choladerech? Perhaps the Chosun, that comes to exclude a Chosun. A Chosun who's just got married, so he's got the mitzvah that night, the Be'ida mitzvah, the first Tashmish, with his, with, his, uh, with his wife, is a mitzvah, and therefore he's potter from Kriyashima. Now, why don't you learn that from the Shiftachob of Eitzacho? So Rashi spells out, we always take the smallest chedesh. So if I only had the Shiftachob of Eitzacho, I would have said, you know what sort of mitzvah exempts a person from Kriyashima? That's something where you're actively doing a mitzvah. But something which is like a chasa. He's, he's sitting around, he's waiting on the first night, He's waiting to perform the mitzvah. So what's the problem? The problem is his mind is thinking about the mitzvah. As we see in the Gemara, he's torahs the machshelah's mitzvah. His, his mind is preoccupied with the mitzvah he's going to perform. I would have thought maybe that's not an, enough of, of a reason to exempt him from Kriyashima. That's why we need Uvelech as well to tell me that even that would exempt, even such a mitzvah uh, makes a person a chosun potter from Kriyashima. They can't offer from here they said Somebody who literally takes in, in other words, he does Nisuin, he marries a Basula, Potter, he's Potter from Kriyashima, he marries a virgin, there's a Mitzvah, of Ilas Mitzvah, he's Potter from Kriyashima. Therefore, Amona, because number one, because of the Mitzvah, he's also, they spell out because he's Torah to check that she Taka is a Basula, therefore he's Potter from Kriyashima. Whereas, somebody who marries a widow, somebody who's already been married before, Chayev, he's Chayev to read Kriyashima. We'll see, we'll see soon what the difference is. Ask the Gemara, Me'e Mashma. From where is it Mashma in the words, uh, let's say, B'Shiv Tuchot of Eitzachot, U'Belech Tuchot Aderech, where is it Mashma anything to say, anything there, that it's only if you're not doing a mitzvah? Who says? Maybe B'Shiv Tuchot, let's say, U'Belech Tuchot Aderech, means when I'm going to do a mitzvah, I've got to read Kriyashima. Who says that it's Dafka when I'm not doing a mitzvah? <coughs> So Omar Papa says to Papa, Ki derech, like a derech, like a road. Ma derech reshuz, just as on a derech, generally you're going to do something of an optional, something which is optional, your own volition, you're not mechuyah to do. So too, afkol reshuz. So too, the only time you're, you're chayef to read Kriyashama is when you are busy doing something which is optional, not when you're doing something which is, um, something which is a mitzvah. Ask the who says? Mila Askinon, can he not be dealing with the Ka'otimit Bar Mitzvah that he's going to do a Mitzvah? In other words, the Rechachon Adereh is very ambiguous. When you're going along the road, to do what? It could be, yes, I'm going along the road to go visit my friend, but it could be I'm going to do a Mitzvah. Who says that the Rechachon Adereh doesn't include also doing a Mitzvah? And even so, Barfilo Hochin, even so, Omar Achamon, the Torah says, literally that he would, he's Chayef to read Kriyashima. The answers Beishamai, answer sorry, answer the Gemara. In Cain, if so, lifted Rachamona. Let the Torah write the Shevet Uvelechet when one is sitting, in a, when one is walking. My b'shivtachon Uvelechtachon. What does it mean when you are sitting? When you are going? It's to tell me the Shevet Sidor. It's when you're busy doing your own sitting around. 
you're busy going for yourself, who is a Mechaibat, then you are Chayab to read Kriya Shema. Hold the mitzvah, but if it's not B'Shif Sechon, you're not going for yourself, you're going because the Torah wants you to go to do a, to, uh, to do a mitzvah, then, um, hold, um, the mitzvah Patilat, then you would be Tosher from reading Kriya Shema. Um, truth is, I'm not sure, has the Gemara attracted now, so is it really like that from Berech, um, it could have also been from the Shiftachot that they said, but it's yours. So it's not, I'm not quite sure if the Gemara is retracted, I mean, it's, it's really going through a brighter, so whether we still need to come on to really to build this up. As I said, it's not the main subject of this, but it's something to think about before we get to the stuff test for, um, it comes up again. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like left the uh, left the hot. Yeah. Ian. It's more of a discussion whether they sit on as well, whether the person is this or Yes, yes, yes. It's not going to be You'll see it comes in right there. Yeah, correct. We'll see what they sit on hold. Ihaki, if so, I feel a kind of so I'm on a nami. So ask the Gemara. I don't understand. When it comes to somebody marrying an amona, he's not doing a mitzvah. There's also a mitzvah on the first night. So why, if you're saying it's based on the fact that he's, it's not, it's, it's only the Sheva Sidoth, or the Lecha Sidoth, when you're also in a mitzvah, when a person's busy with a mitzvah, he's not Mukhiyog in Kriyashima, then even somebody who's marrying an Almona, a widow, he should also be Potter. Answer to Gemara, no. High Torah, the High Low Torah. There's a difference. Somebody who's marrying a uh, Basula, He's very, very, his mind is preoccupied, he's nervous because he, he wants to check that she's a basura. So therefore he's torrid, his mind is preoccupied, he won't be able to concentrate on Kriyashima. Therefore, he's exempt. But with, with man and Amama, it's already, he's not going to be torrid, he's not so, so preoccupied, therefore yes, he's busy with the mitzvah, but he's not, right now he's not busy with the mitzvah, and therefore he's not preoccupied, he should read Kriyashima. Asking Mara, Ibishim Tirzah, the Gemara understands from that that it's all to do, we're now, again, what Sahabamin is another question to think about what Sahabamin is here, but the Gemara is taking on that, it thinks, well, if that's the case, is it to do with Tezah, it's to do with your mind being preoccupied, it's nothing to do with the mitzvah then. The Yimish and Tezah, if it's because of the mind being Torah, being preoccupied and being bothered, even if a person's ship is sinking in the sea, he's watching his money, his fortune go under, he should also be part from Kriyashima because most definitely he can't concentrate on Kriyashima at that time. Vichite, when is he going to say Hachanami? And Hachanami, yes, you are. A person would be part in such a case. So, Aloma, Omar, Rabbi Abba, Barzabta, Omar, Rav. Why did Rabbi Abba, Barzabta say in the name of Rav that Ovel Chayyib Bukhal Hamitzvah Omuras Batayra? That an Ovel is obligated in all the mitzvahs which are said in the Torah, Chutzmin Hatzfilin, except for Tzfilin. Shari Nema Bohem Pe'er. Because when the Tzfilin says, the word says, with Yechezkel, we'll see in a second, it says the word Pe'er, like glory. Shinema, as it says, Hashem says to Yechezkel, Pe'erecho Chavosh Olecho. Basically, put on you your Pe'er, Chavosh means like a, like a band, to tie it upon yourself, your Pe'er, your 
the, the object of glory, i.e. the spirit. Now, what exactly that means, therefore, why is an Ovel Potter? Rashi says, because an Ovel is misguided, um, the Sarah is the offer, he's, he's, he's rolling, literally rolling around, figuratively, he's rolling around in his pain. This is not a time for Pe'er. He's not a, a person who's fitting to have Pe'er, to be wearing this, this, this uh, object of glory, and therefore he doesn't put on the, 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 uh, the spirit. The Tosa says, however, gives a slight, slightly different reason, and that is the fact that I've got a spot with the Gemara and Bay does this on so many of the, we learn so many halotes of Abedus from what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Yechazel. And this would have been a perfect example. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Yechazel, you put on the spirit, implying you can, but no other other would be allowed to. It's the same sort of pattern as the Gemara done in Bay Kotan. So why doesn't it learn it from there? So Tosus, it could have learned it from there, but you still need to come on to Rashi, says Tosus, that there's a reason behind it. Because the person who's misguided, it's in order to t- tell you, because otherwise you think that an Ovel, maybe if you just learned it from Yechezkel, maybe you would have thought that an Ovel is posh from Tfilin, the whole, the whole week of Shiva. Therefore, by learning it out, there's a reason behind it. It's for Tafka because it's called Pe'er, and it's not a Roy for an Ovel to be wearing an object of Pe'er or glory. That tells me that it's only on the first day, after the first day, already the Ovel can put on Tfilin. So the Pekitsa says, although we could have learned it directly from Yechezkel, Hashem says, that's for you. You're an exception to the rule, Hashem says to Yechezkel. You can put on the spinning, implying no other other could. We still need the reason of Rashi, that it's darker because it's Pe'er, it's not fitting for an other to wear it. We need that reason, so that you should learn out that an other could put it on after the first day. When he's no longer, the pain isn't so great. The after, after. Again, it's the sugya. It's more. It's discussed elsewhere more in the cotton. The whole, the, all the halachas of uh, filling uh, along with all, all the other halachas samachas. Says the Gemara. So our kavanim, what we see from there is that if a person is not, his mind is preoccupied. He's definitely preoccupied. But an omel, he's definitely preoccupied. And yet, other men put filling. He's mechuyav in all mitzvahs. He's obligated in all mitzvahs, including kriyashima. So, we're saying like this. If you're telling me the difference between somebody who marries an armada and somebody who marries a, um, a, a basula is to do with tirza, whether he's preoccupied, then in which case, so do somebody who's ship sinking in the sea. Somebody who's an armada should also be possible from kriyashima, and yet we see he's not. Even though his mind's preoccupied, the answer is the Gemara, no, this, this, you're missing the point. In the case of somebody who marries a Basura, he's not just preoccupied, he might not stand preoccupied, he's preoccupied with a mitzvah, he's thinking about a mitzvah. Even though, yes, a person who sits in Avedas is halach, it's Avedas, and there's no chiyot to have to be fit, to have your mind preoccupied, there's no, that's not a part, you don't have to, a person wouldn't have to be sitting there in pain, it's going over offer, um, it's going over Sarah, the offer. There's no, that, that's, not, that's not part of the mitzvah per se. And therefore, yes, he's preoccupied, but he wouldn't be potter from Kriyashima. So, in short, in order to be potter from Kriyashima, there has to be two conditions met. It has to be number one, he's Torah, he's preoccupied, and number two is that Tirza is a mitzvah, which rules out somebody who is Torah about he's losing a lot of money or Avedas. 
And it also rules out somebody who is doing a mitzvah, he's marrying a, an Amona, but he's not Taurus, he's not, his mind's not preoccupied when, when it comes to Amona. It has to be both. He's Taurus and it's a mitzvah, i.e. marrying a Basura. Correct. Correct. But the Tizah, his mind being sort of a very focused and, uh, I don't know what the best thing is, preoccupied Torahs, he's completely uh, engrossed. Engrossed, his thoughts are completely engrossed in that mitzvah, you'll only find by the Surah. It's a mitzvah. Because the Surah, if he's thinking about, he's also going to check that she's a Surah, check for signs of virginity. So therefore, his mind is just a material. When it comes to Amono, he's already more relaxed. That's just the way it is. That's so therefore, it may be a mitzvah, but he's not, uh, he's not so uh, engrossed. So it says the Gemara, Ubi Shammai, the Rishas says that, sorry, the Gemara, even though we, it seems to be repeating itself, it's just backtracking because we've had such a, a long intermission here, but this whole bite is just recapping now. So Beishamai, once again, let's just get that clear, says the Gemara. What do they do with They need which Beishinah used to learn, you can say Beishamai, whatever position you want. They need it to tell me that somebody who is involved in a mitzvah does not shluch mitzvah, he doesn't have to read Beishamai. What do Beishinah reply to that? Back to your question. What about learning out somebody who is Osaka the Mitzvah? Only they say, yes, you're right, but Mimela Shemami know from the very wording of the automatically I can also learn Dafir Badera Shemami Kari. You can even read Kriya Shema as you are walking, i.e., whether you don't have to be sitting or standing, you can read it as we'll see by Sashem, even if a person is walking. There's no, there's no fixed position you have to read. So the kids are, they Shemami learn the Pesukim like this. The Shiftah, um, the Shoftacha Ukumacha tells me, Dafka, in the night you have to read it whilst lying down, in the morning while standing up. Dafka in those positions. Ubedafka is used to tell me that somebody who is busy with a mitzvah, actually somebody who's marrying a Kronish Tabasuda, even though he's not actually actively doing a mitzvah, he's just Torah for mitzvah, he's engrossed, his mind is preoccupied with the mitzvah, he's also Potter from Kriyashma. That's Ubedafka Chavadera. Whereas Beishinah will say, no. Beshachbacha Ufkumacha tells me, because Beishinah didn't like this, remember, because it says Beshachbacha Ufkumacha, it's sorry, as opposed to saying Babeka Ba'erev, I'm mixing up, because it didn't say Babeka Ba'erev. No, Beishinah will say, no. Beshachbacha Ufkumacha tells me, that's talking about the time for Kriyashma, the time of lying down, and the time of getting up. Uberechbacha Ba'erev tells me that, number one, yes, correct, it tells me somebody who is also going to mitzvah, he doesn't have to read Kriyashima. But the very simple reading of the Possible, it says, when you're going along the road, you can read Kriyashima. I mean, very much you've got a Joshua, but the, 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 the Torah wouldn't write something which is incorrect. It says you can read Kriyashima when you're going on the road. So clearly, you do not have to be standing or sitting at the time. To be when you are walking as well, as we'll see at the Sashan tomorrow, we'll see the final. Halakha, because obviously we pass from Abbe Siddhal, that is Hashem will see tomorrow. Number one, does that, does that mean you can read in whatever position you want? And number two is, can I be Mahmeh? A general question of Khumras. We'll see tomorrow, that is Hashem. How does Khumras fit into Yiddishkeit? Are Khumras Frumkeit? Or is it, as I heard from one I'll explain tomorrow, it's actually reform in certain cases.